Oh, he lives. I love the bridge of that song where it says, You lift my burdens and I'll rise with you. He lifts our burdens. This life gets heavy. Situations are hard. They're tough. But he's there to lift them for us. Today, let him do that. We're the only ones that keep him. We, we hold on to things. But today, I want to encourage you. Give it to him. Give it to him and trust that he's going to move. He's going to work all things together for your good. Amen. Amen. It's so good to see you this morning. We want to welcome all of you here and those that are viewing online from New York, West Virginia, Mississippi, Kansas, Maryland, New Mexico, and Texas. So welcome to the service this morning. We ask that if you're viewing by Facebook that you just hit share. And uh, who knows who it's going to go to. We, we look with our physical eyes and see who's here, but we just can't imagine how many people are being reached um, by the internet, and I'm thankful for that. So welcome to the service this morning. Don't forget, deposit for Lakeside Family Camp is due today, and that's $30 per person. You can pay on the square. There's a yellow tile um, that says LC, and you can just press that and make your deposit. You can put it in the offering plate. Just be sure to mark it family camp and then see Madeline there she is over there this morning and let her know that you have paid your deposit then um, if you want to be set up on a monthly payment plan she can help you with that it kind of averages out to $36 per person per month uh, and that's from now until August and so that is made available to you more of you Mondays tomorrow night at 630 looking forward to it it's been a month it goes by so fast, <laughs> so, but, but then it seems like it's been forever because I missed last month's. Uh, but I know the youth had a good time yesterday going bowling. Um, I heard all kinds of stories. I don't know if they were exaggerated or not. They probably were because a lot of them came from your pastor. <laughs> the main story was, I won. I was the winner. <laughs> this morning he got up and he said, I'm so sore. I don't know why. I said, from bowling. That's why. I was like, oh, yeah, I forgot. We're old. <laughs> but, uh, but they had a good time yesterday. Uh, but looking forward to tomorrow evening at 630. So young people, come out and be a part of that. You will be blessed. Thursday is Have a Little Talk with Jesus. And the ladies in the house today. Miss Liz is back with us. Praise the Lord. She said she's been waiting on the Lord. I said his timing is perfect, and she is back, and we are so happy to have her back here with us. I know she's been with us online and watching the services, but there's just something special about being in the house of the Lord. And uh, so that is Thursday at 1 p.m., and if ladies, if you can go be a part of that, I know you will be blessed. Friday is the Lakeside Life Care Board meeting, and uh, again, Robert says you know who you are that need to be at this meeting. Uh, that meeting will be at 7 p.m., I guess, here. Oh, in the back. Um, so 
I guess park around the side and you can come in the back door. Um, so that is Friday at 7 p.m. Then Saturday and Sunday, we are looking forward to having Paris and Mary Beth. We've been announcing it uh, for a long time now, it seems like, and it's finally here. And I just want to know that you guys are going to be here. Make plans to be here for these two services only, uh, Saturday at 7 p.m., Sunday morning at 10.30 a.m. There will be no p.m. service on Sunday. Uh, so please come out and support these young ministers of the gospel. They are anointed, and you will be blessed um, by their ministry. We are just great friends, great couple, and we're just looking forward to having them with us. Uh, looking ahead, hopefully you picked up a March calendar. Um, the calendars are out there. We are going to start, once again, our monthly fundraiser meals. And so the first one is going to be March the 21st, and that will be after the AM service. And uh, on the menu is soup and grilled cheese. So uh, it's going to be great. There's all kinds of uh, things for you to sign up for out there on the information desk, and we just ask that you sign up for something. Um, we've got a variety of soups, vegetable, potato, chili, uh, chicken noodle, what, taco soup, any kind of soup, you know, if there's a special soup that's not on there that you would like to make, make it. We'll eat it. Uh, but then all of the other things that go along with it, desserts, crackers, cheese, all of that stuff. So we need you to sign up uh, to bring something again that's March the 20. First, uh, after the AM service. Then we will be having our annual Boston Butt Sale. And uh, we are excited about this. It's going to be a great uh, fundraiser. All of the proceeds for the fundraisers that we will be having this year are going to go to help offset the cost of family camp. So as you're making your payments and we're doing the fundraiser, guess what? You're going to get a check, hopefully, <laughs> to, to pay you back um, for what you've paid in. As long as people participate in these fundraisers, that's what we want to do. We want to make it as affordable as possible uh, because I know when you have a larger family, things get expensive. Even things that seem cheap, when you multiply it by six or more, uh, it gets a little expensive. So we want to be able to help offset that cost. So if you have a place of work that you're able to put a sign-up sheet, um, there are sign-up sheets out there, and we will deliver for 10 or more. Uh, two pickup days, Friday and Saturday, so please mark that clearly on the sign-up sheet which day you would like to pick up, but it's going to be a great time. And then also on April 3rd is going to be our annual Easter egg hunt with Children's Church and I know the kids love this they look forward to it every year last year was crazy because with the beginning of the pandemic and all that stuff um, but this year we want the kids to have a great time there's a sign-up sheet out there uh, for items that they need donated um, to make this Easter egg hunt a success and all of those donations are due in by Sunday March the 28th um, so go out there as you are leaving today Take your time, look at all the sign-up sheets, and put your name down. Sign up for something. There's a lot going on. I think that's it in way of announcements. Are you ready to worship the Lord? I know I am. That's why I'm here. Go ahead and stand to your feet. Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, in knowing, God, that this day you've already gone before us. This day you have already had the ear of the Father, Lord, interceding on your children's behalf. And Lord, I pray that right now in this moment in time as your Holy Spirit is moving, Lord, that we not be distracted, Lord, but that we focus in on you, Lord, 
all you've done for us, all you're going to continue to do for us. Lord, let us begin to worship you in spirit and in truth, Lord, not holding anything back, Lord, as we know that you never hold good things back from your children. But let us lift up holy hands to you, Lord, and receive from you today, Lord. We give you all the praise in Jesus' name. Amen and amen.
worship you this morning, God. Lord, you're so worthy of our praise, Father. Oh! 
house this morning. We honor your name, the name above every name. At your name, every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that you are Lord. Lord, we worship you for your power, your might. We worship you for saving our souls. Lord, we worship you even though it may not seem good, but we know that you are the keeper of us, Lord, that you are our comforter and our friend. We worship you, Lord. Lord, we worship you and we adore your name because your name is holy. There is no other name like it. Nothing can compare to your name. Lord, at your name, at your name, the enemy trembles, the enemy flees. There is still power in your name, the name of Jesus. We worship you today, Lord. We honor and adore you. We praise you. We thank you, Father. We give you the glory, the honor, and all praise. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Hallelujah. We're going to receive our tithe and offering at this time. If you have it to give, feel free to drop it off. The children's church will be after now. They're dismissed now. So you can go there. this morning I don't know we'll find out it's been a, a good week um, like everybody else I'm about tired of the rain but uh, Lord knows what he's doing thank goodness turning your word this morning to Philippians we're going to be in Philippians this morning and uh, using for a title subject if that's what you like he'll finish or what he started he'll finish or he'll finish what he started. Whichever way you want to say it, don't make no difference. It's, it's the same way. But this morning when I was in my office, uh, those of you who get here early on a Sunday morning know that uh, I like to uh, have a good time in my office. And usually the music's loud, but I like to listen to the good old, the good old uh, anointed and uh, soulful music. I like to move. I like I like to. Uh, I love to worship the Lord, but this morning that old song by, I don't know if you remember, Charles Johnson and the Revivers, if you remember that group, I don't know, but that old song, I've been working for Jesus a long time, and I'm not tired yet. <laughs> Man, I, I wanted to, if I could run in my office for a room, I probably would, <laughs> but I told I said, we're going we're gonna to do that song, and, uh, but I've been working for Jesus. I've been living for Jesus. I've been loving Jesus. I've been praising Jesus. I've been preaching for Jesus. I've been living for him a long time. And guess what? I'm not tired yet. I'm not tired yet. He gives you what you need to keep on going. In Philippians chapter 1, uh, Paul writing to the church of Philippi. He, uh, I find it, I don't know that we 
sometimes may look past that this is the same place where he was imprisoned. Uh, this is where he was imprisoned for casting out the demon, de demon from, the, from the girl. Uh, he and Silas were in prison, and they didn't start praising at midnight. They had been praising already, but at midnight, we know the, the scripture, and it tells us that the earthquake came and shook the foundation. The doors were open. We know all of this, but this is the same place where he was in prison, where he was persecuted, but yet he wrote back to encourage the believers. And I know sometimes we may go through some stuff and we don't want to have anything to do with it, but the Word of God tells us that we are overcomers by the blood of our Lamb. And they overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony. So I know what, what I've been through. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not glorying in what I've been through, but I am glorying in where He's brought me from. Y'all wait this morning. Philippians chapter 1, verses 6 through 11, beginning verse 6. Uh, Paul saying, being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. Aren't you thankful that he don't stop working? Even as it is meet for me to think, of you, uh, think this of you uh, all, because I have you in my, in my heart, is in as much as both in my bonds and, in depth, in, in, and the defense and confirmation of the gospel. You all are partakers of my grace, for God is my record. How greatly I long after you all in the bowels of Jesus Christ. And this I pray, that your love may abound yet more and more in knowledge and in all judgment, that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God. There's a whole lot in a few verses, a whole lot of instruction, a whole lot of uh, applicable, all the word is, should be applied to our lives, but the, if you read and you study the word of God and, and you understand that it's not why, but also the how, when, when we proclaim and preach the gospel or teach the gospel, we don't just need to proclaim uh, the word we do, but how and why. What happens and how this takes place? It's the how has been missing for so long. We know that we say, you hear it all the time, your victory, we sing the song, victory in Jesus, that's absolutely right. And we talk about walking in victory. We talk about living from victory, but it's the how that's not very well uh, uh, expounded on, if you will. But the how is very simple. It's maintaining our faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ. It's that simple, but we make it difficult. So Paul said, being confident of this very thing, that he which has begun a good work, any work that the Holy Spirit begins in your life, is good. He never does anything halfway. It's good. It's a good work. He which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. He will not stop. So again, Paul, writing to that church, the church of Philippi, and encouraging them, he wrote back to encourage them to keep going because he could testify of the goodness of God. Anybody in here could testify of the goodness of God? That he's kept you, he's, he's saved you, he's healed you, he's delivered you. Even at your lowest point in life, it always seemed to be just on time. When you felt like you were going to let go, he grabbed, and when you do let go, he grabs a hold of you. 
So he said, I'm writing you to tell you basically this. The Lord don't do anything halfway. He don't halfway do anything. Our kids, uh, on the other hand, they uh, will take the clothes that have been folded and throw them in their room. And then they can't find anything to wear. And then they throw their clean, but they think are dirty clothes because they've been in their floor and walked on and trampled on them back in the clean clothes to be folded and thrown in the room again. There's a continual process. The Lord never does anything halfway. He didn't halfway save my soul. I'm as saved right now as I was the day that I said yes to Jesus. He's continually working on me. Thank God for that. I need it. I'm a mess. I need it. So he which has begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. So here all the pressures removed. Church, folk, people. Here, listening, or will listen. The pressure is removed from us. So why are we trying to perform? Why are we trying to work? Why are we trying to... Christ has done it for and will continue to do it for us. The Holy Spirit will continue to work in your life. In other words, you can't fix you. You can't. You may be able to get yourself in a decent physical shape and, and you may be able to, to build yourself a, a nice little nest egg or whatever they want to call it. Oh, we don't even have a nest to put an egg in. But <coughs> we can do these physical things, but spiritually you cannot fix you. You cannot address you. You cannot take care of you. You cannot give you peace. You cannot give you comfort or you cannot uh, be joy to your own self. So the pressure's removed. He, the Holy Spirit, has begun a good work, and He, the Holy Spirit, will keep on doing a good work until Christ returns. Paul was very confident of this very thing. Why was he writing to tell them, I'm confident? Why didn't he say, you should be confident? He's saying, I'm confident because I know how. You ever been confident in doing something that the person who was involved with it wasn't so confident in, but you knew the outcome and you knew what would happen? If you, if you walk me through some steps of baking a cake, I'm glad that you are... Uh, Vicki, by the way, makes one of the best pound cakes I've ever had in my life. Uh, if she walked me through this step, she knows it's going to be delicious. I can attest because I tasted it, but it's going to be delicious. But I wouldn't be very confident in me, the ability of myself to make this. But she is. If you'll follow my steps and do exactly what I'm telling you, it's going to be good. Paul had been through it. He had gone through it. He had experienced the goodness of God. And he knew that he would keep continue because he was continually performing what he started in Paul's own life. So I'm telling you, this is what is going to happen. But he goes on to tell them how. He didn't save us to leave us. In fact, he promises us that he will never leave us nor forsake us. That he is our comforter. We love that part. And he also is our corrector. We don't really like that part because he's our friend and he calls us friend. 
So Philippi, what is Philippi? Where is this? What is going on? The church of Philippi, the, it, had, it was a city that had, be, had began or, or grew quickly. It was booming, kind of like Denver is today. It's booming. Everybody's moving here. Everybody loves Denver. They, they're coming from the north, the south, the east, and west. When we came here eight years ago, it wasn't so, well, it was a little bit crowded, but not nearly as much as it is now. But we, people were coming. I, that's fine. Praise God for that. The more, the merrier. Uh, but we just need some more roads. But anyway, Philippi had quickly grown. It was a major thoroughfare. It was a, a huge trade route. So many people passed through this city. And when many people come, guess what? Also many opinions come. Many doctrines come. And many troubles come along with it. But the one thing that was certain, those that he was writing to had received the truth. They had received the gospel. And we have to understand what we have. The way we say it all the time, the way you came in is the way you stay in. They received the truth. And if you go all the way back into, the, in, into Acts in chapter 16, verse 5, we find that these early churches that were planted or established, they were established in the faith. And increased in number daily. What were they established in? In faith, and they increased in number daily, so they were planted, they weren't planted on community fun days, I'm all for fun, I'm all for reaching the community, I'm all for, we got a trailer, we're going to crank, we can't crank the trailer up because it don't have an engine, but we're going to pull it and, and be involved, and all of those things, I'm not, I'm not against that, but it was not established on community fun days, it wasn't established on cookouts or Paul's name, or even a, a not so churchy name. That's the thing today, you, you, you can't sound like a church, but you're supposed to be the church. You can't have a church name, you've got to be cool, or whatever. I, those days for me are way gone. I don't even know if I ever was cool, maybe in my own mind, but... <laughs> they were established in the faith, and they increased in number daily, so I got a question for all of us, and these church uh, folks, these church geniuses, whoever they may be, I'm not sure who they are, why have we changed the model? I'm not a very intelligent person. In summer, amen that. This jacket's got to go. Whew. I lasted a whole five minutes. Jeanette, it's, it's 72 in here by now, I'm pretty sure. But I understand if something's not broke, there ain't no reason to fix it. What happens when we start began, when we began to meddle in what the Holy Spirit and what God has established, we began to mess things up. We do. Anybody in here ever fix some plumbing that had galvanized pipes? I'm listen, my dad said this, and I, I'm not comparing them to Jesus, but a plumber who has a very clean mouth is saintly. <laughs> Because you'll, you'll break something loose here to fix this and all of a sudden a joint down here starts leaking. When we began to meddle in and put our hands in and our two cent and our thought process and our ways in and try to mix it, one, it doesn't mix, into what God has established, we are in essence, if you go all the way back in the Old Testament, we're putting poison in the pot. 
So they were established in the faith. There is no need to change the model. We must, who is we? Us believers, Christians, born again believers, must continue to preach the word of God and continue to stand on the word of God and proclaim the word of God, but yet still live the word of God. Do we not say that we preach the whole counsel of God? You hear people say it all the time. I preach the whole counsel of God. Do we actually believe it though? Do we actually believe the word of God? I asked this question a few weeks ago. Why do you believe what you believe? Only you know that. Or maybe you don't know. In John 1, 1 through 5, it says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. All things, listen, all things were made by Him, and without Him was not, was not anything made that was made. In Him, in whom the Lord, in Him was life, and the life was the light of men. And the light shines in darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. Meaning that it could not overtake it. It could not uh, make light go away. Darkness doesn't happen until there's an absence of light. We got this. Naturally, darkness cannot overtake light. When we go to the beach, and, and I love to go out early in the morning, and I... It's dark out there and I set, I find myself a place and I plant down on the beach and I sit there and I watch on the horizon and I watch the darkness run from the light that's coming up, which is the sun. It's running from it because it cannot overtake it. Spiritually speaking, darkness cannot overtake light. The light of whom? Christ that is in you. The only way that darkness begins to rule and reign in our lives is if we deny Christ, the light of the world, to have reign and rule in our own lives. So darkness cannot comprehend light. So we have to believe the Word of God. If we say we do, we have to believe it. And also it, it, it involves Hebrews 13 and verse 8. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if the early church were planted and established in faith, then what in the world have we done? If, if we do believe the Word of God, if we do stand on the Word of God, if we do place our faith in Christ and that finished work, then explain why verse 9 of chapter 13 in Hebrews is applicable to most of the church. Be not carried about with diverse and strange doctrines, for it is a good thing that the heart be established with grace, not with meats which have not profited them, who have been occupied therein. We have found ourselves consumed with everything but Jesus. We followed this fad, this trend, this person, that person, this uh, emotional wave, or whatever you want to call it. We go here, we go there, and then, we, then the next great thing comes along, and we follow that when Christ has never, ever, ever changed. Anything outside the faith in the finished work of Christ is of absolute zero value. People don't like to hear it. They don't like this, the simplicity of the gospel. We make it so difficult. So, so why do we turn anywhere else? Why do we look anywhere else? 
I know that if I want to go to Wilmington, North Carolina, I have to get on 74 and head east. And I know that if I stay on Highway 74, it's going to take me right into Wilmington. But if I turn right or left and I get off of Highway 74, what I'm doing is not allowing the established path to take me to the destination. Because I think I got a better way. Most men are like, you know, I got shortcuts. And when I take one, they're like, oh, Lord Jesus, here we go. We're going on a long shortcut today. Because <laughs> men are we're smart. <laughs> that thing don't know what it's talking about. I can't get on I-95 and, 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 and expect to end up in California. I can't get on I-40 and expect to end up in Florida. One runs north to south, one runs east to west. But yet we think that we can start out with Jesus and then go our own way and end up okay. Is that all right if I just preach a little bit this morning? I mean, I, I'm, if it ain't, I'm going to preach anyway, so it'll be okay. So by Paul, or so Paul, by the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, he wrote to the church at Philippi, he said, being confident. Again, Paul was confident. Are you confident in the work of the Holy Spirit? Hello, somebody. I'm confident that he's still able. I'm confident that souls will and are still being saved. I'm confident that it ain't over yet. I'm confident that the best is still yet to come. I'm confident that there is still power in the blood of Jesus. I'm confident that the sick can still be healed. I'm confident that no matter who sits in the White House, I know the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. I'm confident in the name of Jesus. And I'm not going to bow down, back down, or be ashamed. He, the Holy Spirit, which has begun a good work in you, will perform it. He will. It don't say maybe. It don't say, I, I, well, he says he will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. But there's something that follows. <coughs> Paul, again, was confident in the work of the Holy Spirit because he had experienced it him on self. He had an encounter with the Lord. Philippians 1, 9 through 11, Paul prayed and he reminded, here's the how. I'm praying for you. I care about you. I care greatly about you. And he goes on to even explain it as in his bowels, within the depth of his, his soul or his spirit. I pray that your love may abound yet more and more in the knowledge or in knowledge and in all judgment. Hear me clearly. That does not mean that we are going to be and act as, a, as the Holy Spirit. I have determined that I will continue to preach the gospel, the word of God, and not attack someone's character. Because if I'm preaching the word of God, the whole counsel of God, and I allow the Holy Spirit to work as only He can work, then the things that everybody is trying to destroy will be evident to you because the knowledge of the, of the Holy Spirit, the understanding of the Word of God will come through the work and the, the enlightening of your understanding through the work of the Holy Spirit and you yourself will grow in that knowledge and be able to judge things as though they are. I'm not judging someone's eternity. So you, 
verse, uh, verse 11 or 10, sorry, I need to keep going, that you may approve things that are excellent, that you may be sincere and without offense till the day of Christ, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ unto the glory and praise of God, so that their knowledge of the love of God would abound more and more. Meaning this, that we never stop learning. We never stop growing. We never stop experiencing what we can because we, we make that happen or, or allow that to happen. But we never stop learning how do we know the love of God. The truth of it is we can never fully grasp it because our minds just cannot comprehend that. My mind cannot comprehend how you could not say a word when you was getting spit at your beard plucked at, a crown of thorns shoved down on your head, a spear shoved in your side, knowing that you had all power and authority to make it all stop, but did not open your mouth. Why did he do all of that? Why? Because he did it for me. He did it for you. I can't fully understand and grasp the love of God because I'm not him, but I can grow in the knowledge of his love. Faith in that finished work of Christ, studying and applying the Word of God to our lives, allows that knowledge to become more and more. The application comes through the Holy Spirit, continually enlightening the eyes of your understanding. You ever thought you knew something? You knew it inside and out, and then all of a sudden you figured out you didn't really know it? And you felt... Not ashamed, but you felt almost robbed. And I'm, I'm going to break it down, and it's something as simple as, and I thought it was amazing, Summer was not impressed at all. But we don't need a potato chip clip for the bag. <laughs> you can fold it and roll it into itself and keep it fresh. And I was like, this is great. <laughs> if you want to know, I can, I'll show you later. But uh, I don't have a potato chip bag to do it. But when I found out, and I came to the realization, within myself, it took the work of the Holy Spirit to enlighten the eyes of my understanding that I could not, it didn't matter how hard I worked for Jesus, it didn't merit me any more favor. I, I work for the Lord, I love the Lord, and I allow Him to work through me. And it didn't matter uh, uh, how fancy of a speech that I may have prepared, and that's probably a far-fetched idea. If you know me, that's not within my range. But it didn't matter. What mattered was that I proclaimed the goodness of God, that His blood is enough, that His finished work is still finished, that my faith has got to be anchored. That anchor of faith is the absolute most important thing. But when I figured all of these things out, and I began to understand through the enlightening of the Holy Spirit, or lightening my, the eyes of my understanding, then I began to feel not a rob, but almost disappointed that I wasted so many years. Because before I could sing, I've been working for Jesus a long time. I'm not tired yet. But I couldn't be telling the truth about I'm not tired yet. But now I, I, the, 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 the how or the what or the why is totally different. And I don't feel uh, ashamed or I don't... I'm not ashamed of what was, but I praise God for where He brought me from. I wasn't a, a, a I wasn't now a, a 
shooting up the streets or nothing like that. But I was placing my faith in me, in the church. And I, I began in Christ, and the Holy Spirit began a good work in me, but I tried to perform and carry that good work out. So as we grow in our relationship with the Lord, and in all judgment, meaning discernment, uh, the, the things will become more clear and clear. We won't... Listen, when... when when the, when, when the Holy Spirit works in your life, He changes you. And the Bible tells us that, that we, the old man has passed away. Behold, all things have become new. Those things begin to change. For some, they happen quick. For some, they may take a while, such as myself. But I, I continue to allow the Holy Spirit to work in my life, and He continues to work in my life, even today. So instead of looking for what I liked... I began trusting the leading and guiding of the Holy Spirit and heeding to His warnings. The truth of the matter is this. People will go to places that they personally like or they personally maybe identify or whatever or, or feel comfortable with. Some people uh, can't stand the way I preach because of delivery. Some people like it. I don't know. I've never asked. But we, we want to see what we like. We want to do what we like. We want, to, we want to put our hand in there. But we have to trust the Holy Spirit to continue to work in us and through us. When, uh, when, when I was a kid and we would ride down the road in an old Galaxy, Ford Galaxy we had, and, and I would, once in a while I would be fortunate enough to sit up in the front seat when my brothers wouldn't go. And I remember my mom would always push the gas about 7,000 miles an hour and, and tell old Bessie to start up. Come on, Bessie, come on, Bessie, come on, Bessie. We get to going, we go down the road, and when I was a kid, you didn't wear seat belts, and we laid in the floorboard, and, and we did a lot of stuff that now we would probably be uh, DSS called on us for. But anyway, I remember we were right down the road, and, and, and something would come out, and my mom would slam on the brakes, and she would put out that almighty seat belt called her arm. Mama's arm can stop anything. <laughs> but then I remembered, and I used to think, this is so stupid. But I remembered, and, and as we, we became parents and, and we grew, I remember this day vividly. Sage wanted to get across the street very quickly. And I had Sage's hand because I saw a car coming. And Sage jerked loose and she took off running. And I knew, I knew at that moment, I'm going to watch my child die. And I just, we hollered out, Summer hollered it out, Jesus! And I don't know how, it had to be the Lord stopped that car, didn't hit her, and the guy happened to be a, 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 a he was off-duty police officer, it scared him to death too. But she jerked out of my hand, because she knew I could make it, and I knew she couldn't. This is what we do with the Lord, He knows what He's doing, people. When we think, I got this figured out, I don't need your help, I can make it on my own, you are telling him, I don't need you to perform, I don't need you to keep doing the good work that you started. Back to verse 10, that you may approve things that are excellent. How? By testing. What do you mean by testing? How does it hold up in comparison to the Word of God? A lot of people don't know because they ain't never read this. How does, it, how does it beat up the standard 
with the Word of God. Again, be, be mindful that we have to allow the Holy Spirit to enlighten, to teach us. To, we can't un, this Word of God cannot be understood with a carnal mind. So we allow the Holy Spirit to keep teaching us so that we may be sincere without offense. Again, remember, don't be a stumbling block. It does not mean that you compromise the gospel because the gospel is an offense. The Jesus, the, the name Jesus is an offense. You can say God all day long. And that, mean, that can mean anything. But when you speak and preach in the name of Jesus, that's an offense. So it doesn't mean any of that. It means that our lives should not be a stumbling block because when you preach and live the gospel, offense will take place because truth is offensive. But truth has to be delivered and preached in love. So this has, again, absolutely nothing to do with not preaching or proclaiming or standing on the Word of God because times are different. It sickens me to the very core that, that, that there is a person in an office that thinks children should be able to decide what they want to be I'm going to tell you right now, if you think this is about Democrat and Republican, you are way wrong. If you think this is about the right versus the left, you are way off. This is good versus evil. This is God having his way versus man having their way. So I'm telling you right now, you believers, Christians, born-again believers, blood-bought, born-again believers, you need the Holy Spirit to continue to work in your life. Because all of a sudden you may think and find yourself, well, maybe it ain't that bad. So we proclaim the gospel. We, we proclaim it and we stand on the word of God. It's meaning that our lives will not be, not the words, not the word of God, but our life will not be a stumbling block. Again, I made this post the other day. Be very careful. Do not allow your concern for an individual to turn into gossiping about them. It can be a stumbling block. Verse 11 says, being filled with the fruits of righteousness, which are by Jesus Christ. It's all in, by and through Jesus Christ, working in and through your life. So if you've trusted him with the eternal, if you said yes to Jesus, I, I trust you, I, I receive you as my Lord and Savior. If you trust him with the eternal, what in the world, why can't we trust him with the temporal? Why can't we trust him with the decision that he's uh, led us to make? Going back to when I was 19, the Holy Spirit, and, and the Lord spoke to me when I was, in pray, I, I was praying at an altar. Of, it was actually the South Gastonia Church of God. I was, my mom was running revival. I went down and I was, Lord, I just want to do whatever. Tired of running. And the Lord then at that, at that night called me to pastor, and I didn't, I didn't trust him at all. I was like, you're crazy. This is not going to happen. 
So I found myself living a life of frustration, of wanting to provide what he has called me to do. I wanted to provide for myself. I wanted to perform what he called me to do myself. I wanted to, to just be a good believer, a good Christian, a good churchgoer, a good giver, a good worker. I, di I, didn't wanna, I didn't want to do what he called me to do. I wanted to trust him with my eternity, but I didn't really want to trust him with my life. So what is, what is he has started, he will finish, if we will allow him to. If you'll allow him to. When our kids were, were young, and, and Jim is still young, relatively, uh, I always worked with tools and, and whatnot, and, and they would want to do it, and, and I'd be like, man, it just drives you crazy because you're trying to put a screw in with an impact, and, and it's like, and, and I'm like, <laughs> so I just grab the back of it, and I hold it down square so it'll drive it in, right, and they would want me to teach him how to use it, and I would begin to teach him, and, and Noah was the worst in the world because he knew. I know, Dad. Just pull the trigger, and everything happens right. It's good. I don't have to do it. But he eventually learned and through trial and error. But this is how we are with the Lord. Lord, I trust you. But I don't want to do that. But I don't want to go there. But I don't want to give this, or I don't want to trust you with, with, with this talent, or, 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 or Lord, I, I can't say that. It's not God's fault that we stray, because the way has been made. Maybe y'all aren't like me, I hope you're not. But I was, I was writing down my notes, I began to think, man, I am weird. <laughs> There are times that I will ask people for directions to a place that I absolutely know how to get to. Just to see if they'll lie to me. <laughs> Is that wrong? I mean, I... But if I ask for directions, and they give me specific detailed directions, go down to the big oak tree with a knot halfway up it, and turn right beside the old rusty car down there at that barn. Go down to the gravel road and take the left side of the fork or whatever. They give me detailed directions, and I don't follow those detailed directions, and I get lost, and I'm furious at the person who gave me directions. But it's my fault. I didn't follow them. But we ask people because we don't know. But they could be wrong. But what happens when you know, and, and I'm not, maybe that is called setting people up, I don't know. But you know how to get somewhere, and have you ever heard somebody come into a store and they ask somebody, hey, how do you get down to, to whatever, the car wash? And you hear them tell them, you're like, man, what, what, what car wash are you taking them to? And then you don't, you don't like just jump right in and say, hey, they don't even know what they're talking about. You might walk outside and say, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Listen, that ain't how you get there. Here's the way. We'll give the physical because we want to correct what's wrong. But when we hear spiritually wrong, wrong advice and wrong directions being given, we just stand back. 
Because, see, when we ask and all we do is ask and we never study, we don't know if it's wrong or not. But when you study the Word of God and when you allow the Holy Spirit to work in your life, then you grow in knowledge and the love of God and you grow also in judgment so you automatically know this is not right. Paul was confident. He knew, but he also told those at Philippi how. If you know, then share how. Philosophy in construction for many people were to, I'll let them just keep messing up so that they'll figure out how to do it. I don't want you to mess up. I don't have time. This is when I was running. I didn't have time for you to mess up. It needs to be done right the first time, so I'm going to tell you how. But our philosophy, if you want to use that word, in, in our walk and our relationship with the Lord, and even as parents will say, well, it's just a fad they're going to go through. They need to sow their wild oats. They don't need to sow no wild nothings. Kids, don't be sowing no wild oats. You don't need to. Because it, it leads to bad repercussions. But we don't teach and we don't show and we don't tell how. Well, listen to me. Listen to this. Go here. Go there. No, keep your faith anchored in the finished work of Jesus Christ. He that began that good work. There's a, it's a present tense verb, meaning it's continual. He don't stop. Zechariah 4 and verse 6 says, Not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. How does he work? How does it keep happening? It's not by me. It's not by anything that I have to offer. It's all through and by him. It's all for him. Well, it just don't seem the Lord's working it out. Are you allowing him to? Uh, it's not happening quick enough. If we're going to trust the Lord, we also have to trust his timing. 17 years. What the Lord placed in our hearts. It took 17 years for it to take place. I'm not saying that I was not guilty of hindering that. But it took 17 years. And I remember specifically on a Sunday morning down in Greenville, South Carolina... It was in a service, <coughs> and the pastor was ministering, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me very vividly, and I wrote it in my Bible, and I don't know where the Bible is, but I got it wrote down in my Bible, and he spoke this to me, stop looking to man to do what I have called you to do. I began to trust the Holy Spirit. I began to trust Him to complete and to continue to perform that good work that He began in me, <coughs> And I stopped looking to self, and I stopped looking to everywhere else, and I began to, to look to Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith. We got a lot of people seeking the kingdom of God, but they're not seeking His righteousness. That's not what the Bible teaches. The Bible tells us in Matthew 6, 33, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and His righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you what we have taught and what we have promoted as and I'm saying we and throwing the church a whole I don't care what church name they call themselves but as a whole we have promoted and pimped the blessings of God and saying that these will carry you through 
It's when you are in the valley of the shadow of death, it don't matter if you got a million dollars in your bank account and keys to a, 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 a I wouldn't want a Rolls Royce, I think they're ugly, but if you had one, it ain't going to take you through that valley. It's the power of the, the Holy Spirit working in our lives that carries us through. We can't, again, just seek the kingdom of God. We have to seek also His righteousness. It's He who started and will continue to perform what He desires so. But will we let Him? Because, again, you couldn't save your soul. And if you couldn't save your soul, and, 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 and you can't, what makes you think that you're going to make something else happen? It's... It's this realization that has always have to, or must always be present in our lives. That's Romans 7 and 18. Paul writing again, For I know, don't forget, For I know that in me dwells no good thing. For to will is present with me, but how to perform that which is good I find not. You've been living a life of wanting to do it right, and wanting to do it good, and wanting to... Wanted whatever it may be, and you wanted whatever it is, and you just can't make that happen. I spent years praying at the altar and crying my eyeballs out to find myself tangled right back in again with that yoke of bondage, either the next day or the next week, and then mad at myself over and over again because I stepped in and would not allow the Holy Spirit to work. And we have today people trying to do this stuff. These, you, you, you young folks are years ahead of where I was as far as what you are receiving. Now, if you're applying that, that's up to you. But what you're receiving. So it's our faith anchored in the cross, that finished work of Christ, that allows Him to perform what we cannot. I remember a, a time at IYC, and we were standing there, and it was like uh, there was a particular person behind us, and it was like they were singing loud and wanting to be heard. To, to, I think they wanted to be on the platform trying to be discovered. They was like, I am a friend of God. They were doing the runs and everything, and I was like, man, I'm glad, but chill out a little bit. You know? But we try to make stuff happen. We have pastors that, that think we need to rub elbows with certain folks to make something happen. Listen, if the Lord's called you to do something, trust that He'll take you exactly where you need to go, when you need to be there. He'll set it up just in time. Philippians 2 and 13 says, For it is God who works in you both to will and to do of His good pleasure. So we have not arrived. Kind of like Otis Redding, you sitting on the dock of the bay. and Is that Otis Redding singing that song? That ain't him, is it? Watching my ship come in. Is that him? Anyway, we're watching everybody's ship come in. And, you know, like, like we, 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 this is us. We watch the ships come in, and we like, when's mine coming? I know what the Lord called us to do, and, and I, I remember going and, and being a part of services, and I'm like, Lord, I know you put that in me, but I didn't trust them. 
we say we want to do this, we want to be right, and, and we get ready to, 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 to crank up this, this outreach ministry, and we have people that, that want to be involved, but you'll let everything in the world keep you from doing it. Because it's scary. Philippians 3, verses 13 and 14 says, Brethren, this is Paul writing. Remember, he wrote this encouragement to the church of Philip. This is the same book, the same, the same letter. Brethren, I count myself, not myself, to have apprehended. Meaning, I, you know what? I know his goodness. I know that he works, and I still trust him, but I have not arrived. But this one thing that I, or I, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. We're still trying to get over something the Lord's already forgot. In other words, you can't forget what he can't remember. So, so why are you stopping the work of the Holy Spirit in your life? He pressed on. He, didn't, he forgot the things that were behind and he reached forth unto those things which are before he reached for those things which were before. I pressed toward. He pressed toward. Listen, it, it, didn't, it don't come with ease. If you think the devil's just going to let everything happen with real easy, then you got something way wrong. I pressed toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. But hear me clear. It isn't you that's going to press on. It's the Holy Spirit working in you that will allow you to press on. You hear people say all the time, you can break through or break down. You're at the moment of your breakthrough. If you'll just get a spiritual chisel and a hammer, or if you'll just do this, you don't have to do anything but receive. The fighting, the struggling, the wrestling, guess what? It only leads to more fighting and struggling and wrestling and disappointment. How many of you ever been promised something from the Lord? Don't be scared. How many of you waited a long time to see whatever has been promised from the Lord? I've been promising. I've been waiting. But how many of us trust Him? Lord, whenever, wherever, and however, it's going to happen. So what we have to come to the realization is, is being confident that the Holy Spirit will continue to do what he started, that he'll finish what he started. If you go into Hebrews 12, verses 2, or actually 1 and 2, uh, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witness, let us lay aside every weight. How many? Every weight. And the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. How are we going to do that? Follows up with verse 2. Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, for who the joy for our, of the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and sat down at the right hand of the Father of God. We continue to look to him, so we continue to run with patience. But we can't run if you won't lay aside the every weight that does so easily beset us.
I told Summer, I said it in our Bible study Tuesday, and if the Lord allows me to, one day I'll preach it. But it's simply this. I already got a title for a message. But it ain't come yet. Who cares about the thorn? Paul prayed, Lord, if, basically, Lord, if, if this is fit for you to remove this thorn from my side. He sold him, it says thrice. Three times, Lord. But, he, but the Lord said, my grace is sufficient for thee. It don't matter what the thorn is. It don't matter what the weight is. It don't matter what that is that so easily besets you. Lay it aside and look and understand this, that His grace is sufficient, that He will continue and keep working what He started, but you have to let Him. He did it for you. He did it all for you. What He started, He'll finish. But again, I ask, will you let Will you allow him to? I want the singers and musicians to come. I know this morning may seem a little different. But I want to ask you this question. What are you waiting on? I mean, do you think life is going to be just grand and glorious because they're going to supposedly send another $1,400 or whatever it is? I don't know what it is. That ain't going to fix nothing. I was talking to Wayne Friday morning, and I broke down in the back. Just tears rolling down my face. I began to think, and I was thinking about when Gemma, this little boys over here live beside us. They were jumping on the trampoline and, and however it came about, but whatever transpired to lead to this point, Gemma led little Silas to the Lord. And I told, I, I told Wayne this, I'm sick and tired of seeing people go to jail. I'm, I'm tired of seeing people be, trying to be corrected with man's measures. I desire to see the Holy Spirit move in their lives and save their soul. And start that start of good work begins at the moment of salvation, but to continue to carry that out. And I want to say something that made me somebody, uh, whatever, but the Lord didn't save me to be a tattletale. He saved me to send me to preach this gospel. So I don't know what you're here today, what, what need is. I'm going to tell you right now, if you don't know the Lord Jesus is your Savior, today's the day. There ain't been a better day. It was specifically orchestrated and designed for you. If you're hearing this or if you're here and you don't know Him as your Lord and Savior, you've been, what in the world are you talking about, good work? My life stinks. Surrender to Him. How do I do that? It's simple. You can sum the gospel up, and Brother Larson says it best. I can't, you can help. Well, repentance needs to take place in our lives, and if we're all honest, that needs to take place with all of us. Or deliverance, or whatever it is, maybe it's us being in His way, stopping Him from working. We need to let Him work.
Boy, to stand this morning. Something that the Lord placed in my heart Wednesday, right here, we were praying. And I want to tell you, don't allow the blessings of God, and they are blessings, possessions, become of more value than you being in His presence. I want to, and I want to tell you exactly what the Lord spoke to me. He gives and takes away. Let Him keep working in your life. If there's a need in your life, if, however you feel drawn to respond, do so. But I'm telling you, what He started, He'll finish. If we'll only allow Him.
I don't know what the Lord has promised you, but I, I want to tell you what the Lord has laid on my heart. There's some people here who have laid that promise down because it didn't happen soon enough or you've given up on what the Lord has told. I want to tell you right now, I want to tell you exactly what I felt in my spirit. Pick it up, bring it up here, and trust Him with it. Lord, here it is. I know what you told me, and I trust you with it. Even when you didn't know it, even when it didn't feel like it, even when you thought He had stopped, He never stops working. And He's working all things for your good, but you have to trust Him. And I want to tell you, whatever it is, I want to trust Him. Trust Him. Trust Him today. Sing it again if you will.
gonna be honest, some of y'all looked at me like I had 17 heads on my shoulders. But believing for a thousand plus people to come to Christ this year through this ministry.